Hello, everybody. How are we today? My name is Fabian Chagoya. And my name is Stephanie Furminger, and you are listening to Chamager, Becoming Exceptional. And this is my three cents about hashtag ABI, always be improving. Welcome back to my three cents by Chamager. Thank you for joining us as we continue our previous discussion on the journey to becoming exceptional, since this is a multi-part episode. If you have not watched a previous segment, we highly recommend it for context, but feel free to continue and experience the valuable message delivered in this episode regardless. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoy listening to our three cents. Perfect statement right there to transition to this next point. Skipping. What does that mean? What does that involve? And I want to talk about something where it's like progress in one year. I think everyone should look back at the end of the year on New Year's. How far have I come in one year? The reason why I bring this up, because obviously it's going to be probably hashtag and branded and all this stuff soon, but a Fabian year is impactful. I change a lot in one year. I grow a lot in one year. I accomplish a lot in one year. I do a lot in one year. I guarantee you, if people are watching this that knew me when I was 21 and now I'm 29, they're like, oh my God, look at you. Eight years, baby. Eight years. Think about what you guys have done in those eight years. Sad reality is, I guarantee you, a lot of those people that are watching me, if they did get access to this eventually, they're probably in the same spot that they were eight years ago. Dead end job, whatever it is. And that's fine for a brief period of time, but don't you want to do more? Is that what your dream? Is that your passion? Like those people are doing the same thing that I might've been doing. Let's say when I was 16, there might be still people that are working at a grocery store that I worked at when I was 16. Hey guys, 13 years later, what have you done in those 13 years? This is what I've done in those 13 years. And everyone has a different life but you realize we all have the same exact 24 hours. And that's when things get really interesting. But I will say there are, we do need grocery store workers. <laughs> so it's okay if you're in that job and you know, there may be a lot of reasons why you can only do that job. Maybe it's the hours or maybe it's, you have a family and that's really all that you can do at the time. So there is something to be said about needing those people in those positions. But if you are looking to improve professionally, then you need to be taking those steps in order, in order to do so. Yep. No, you're right. And I mean, people will eventually always fill those positions because they're entry level positions and anyone can get them. Yep. Yep. But there is value to people that do them and we need you guys as evidence during the pandemic. So I will say thank you because seriously, I wouldn't have the balls right now to be working in a grocery store every day where you're exposed to so many people that might not even be wearing masks. So, yep. But going back to where in like, what happens if you skip steps? Um, that essentially happened to me when I got my medical software sales job. I had not done B2B sales before. And this is a job where most people had like seven to 15 years of experience. I was used to B2C, which is biz or the business to a customer, which is harder in the sense of it's pure selling, but there's certain things and rules and regulations that you learn and contracts in a business to business environment that are not relevant to customers. So 
all of a sudden you have to learn all this. Now, that is where I thought I was, I knew, let me phrase that, I knew that I was the best salesman around pretty much. Like everyone said it to me, I was getting external validation. I knew I was convincing people that were like, yeah, sell me, man. I'm a top sales rep at this company. You can't convince me to get a time share. And then 20 minutes later, he's like, oh my God, man, let me reference you to my boss. You just convinced me. He's like, you're good. And that's so validating. And I knew that I knew what I was doing. It was down to a science. That's kind of scary, by the way, that you can figure out people because it really is human psychology and social skills and body language. And it's repeatable. But then you get to business and business. And I actually took a step back because I knew I had skipped a lot of steps. I got in through my connection with my boss and my pure sales skills, but I had no product knowledge in this medical industry. And I had no idea about the business to business rules and workflows and process like what not to go like knocking on doors or calling people or emailing customers. And like, it was different before because I had access to people that were walking by. You have to stop them as they're walking by, which is harder, but it's a completely different game. So most people might be like, oh, well, I got the job. I'm ready. There's definitely a big learning curve there. You definitely had a lot to learn. Tell us more about that process and what you learned about skipping steps from that. I learned that even if you are that confident, sometimes you got to take a step back and just be like, time to learn from others. So I zipped it. I was basically the silent protagonist that didn't say anything but observed during training class, everything like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure eventually this guy's going to watch it, but uh, one of the guys that was in the training class, like he was giving me like random advice during our training class. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. I know everything you're talking about. I could smoke you, but I just was listening. Like, well, what's the process? And I took a hundred pages of notes and everyone made fun of me for taking notes and all this stuff. And I remember I knew it was going to be probably about six months to learn the product, to learn the industry, to learn the business, business rules. And every one-on-one -on -one with my boss, I was like, well, I just asked him questions. Well, how about this? How about this? Give me an example. How did you do it? How did you do this? How did you do this? Every rep I asked, I would ask them that. I'm like, okay. And I started comparing notes and seeing how what each person did. I'm like, okay, that has clearly worked. That, oh, no, don't do that. That doesn't resonate with my personality. About a year and a half later, when I made it to President's Club or when I sold that much to qualify for it, and one of the reps that was in the training class was like, dude, what? How? I always knew I was going to be there. He, he couldn't understand it because I wasn't bragging in the classes, going back to our previous episode, like I wasn't telling everyone about my skill set or who I am. I was just taking notes and learning. A lot of stuff I already knew, but I'm like, okay, it's confirming my knowledge, but I was improving. So this guy already had like 15 years of experience doing business, business sales. And in the same time frame, where was he at? And where was I at? It's like, how did you do it? What was your secret? What was your trick? Did you have like a secret thing? And I'm like, I just made connections internally. There's a lot more to it, but they couldn't comprehend. I put in the work. I learned every day. That's how it's done. That's a perfect example. And thank you for sharing that example because 
We love your examples and your stories. Yeah. I do want to talk about a few things. There are stories related to them, but they're relevant to this topic. It's going to be obviously a little longer of an episode because this. I want to talk about a topic that really resonated with me regarding always improving. It's just being aware that you can think differently. And it kind of happened because I started thinking or because I always started growing and started learning and wanted to be more than what I am going on this like self-improvement journey. It goes back to the, what I said about access to knowledge. I wasn't even aware the world worked a certain way before. And really what I'm talking about here, and I love you guys, by the way, just saying that us straight up parents, culture, you can disagree with them friends you can disagree with them and be different and embrace you and that's okay just to give you a extreme example of that just think about north korea there's a limit to the access of information that the population has they censor the media they prevent internet access etc etc and who knows what other stories and how much of it is even true but most people don't know everything that's going on outside the world because the government prevents them from knowing what's going on outside the world. So now, if you grew up a certain way, if you were exposed to a culture that is very traditional, Mexicans, and your friend group is all like yes men and you're just getting the same knowledge and the same viewpoints and like this is how you have to be, you start believing that you have to be that way and you can't be different. You can't think differently. You have to impress when you host people when you bring people over, you have to be like, perfect and all this stuff. Oh, you can't say that what would the neighbors think? Like, that's the kind of knowledge and information that was constantly like injected into my brain growing up. Culture, parents, friends, all that stuff. Nothing wrong with it. It's just who they are and what they were and how they grew up. Did it always resonate with you though? Or <laughs> did you, was there a point where it resonated with you and then all of a sudden you were like, wait, but that's not me. I'll just give a quick example. I'm sorry, mom, but I remember my mom once got mad at me that we were hosting some like friends and family and I moved some of the pillows because I was laying there and like our dog jumped up and she was like, oh my God, I just fixed and organized all of them. What are you doing? They're coming soon. I'm like, like, really? We're freaking out over some pillows? Like, it just, I couldn't understand that. Like, they're going to freak out over the fact that this pillow is not, like, in this position. I just couldn't get that at that point already. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess. And then I fixed the pillow, and there we were. Then I started, this is where I got older, and I started living by myself. And another point that I want to bring up is you just didn't have pillows and that <laughs> solved that issue. It did. it did, but it's leaving your hometown, leaving your safety net, going somewhere else where all of a sudden you're not only exposed to that one viewpoint, that one perspective. And it's like, wait a minute, I can act differently. I can be different. I can think differently. And that's okay. And 
I'm not implying that like I got whipped or beat or punished. I didn't, but it's just, that was the one viewpoint. That was the way you lived. That was the right thing to do. And that's what you saw growing up. You have a tendency, everyone, not just you, but people have a tendency to imitate how they see things. Yep. Yep. It was really surprising to me when I started going, especially really on this ABI journey, the self-improvement journey of reading lots of books, talking to many different people from so many different backgrounds and that had success, some that didn't have success, listening to videos, motivational speeches, et cetera, et cetera, TED Talks, so much. Just getting so much information. I'm like, wait, you can actually question and this is going to be crazy because most people might already realize this, but literally I didn't, I didn't realize you could actually like basically almost say no to the way you were raised, like what your culture expectation was and your parents' expectations was. I'm like, well, I can't disappoint them. I have to do this because this is what my parents and my Mexican culture and the German culture expects. I could do that. I'm like, I could actually do that and things are going to be okay. Just that access, that exposure to new information, new knowledge was like a light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can actually just be me and like, I'm not going to, I don't know, get punished or something. Like, I don't even know how to phrase it. It was just such a crazy moment to experience. It was the game changer, like that access of going on this journey of just learning more about how the world works and information and be like, wait, whoa. Oh my goodness. And it really, it makes me feel for the people that just don't have access to more information and knowledge. And the reason why I say that is because I used to, again, work at the medical software sales job and I would go to rural areas and I would go to not so rural areas and you go to the rural areas and just, I would walk through there and seem like an alien. People would be like, whoa, what are you? <laughs> and that just blew my mind that we're all living in the same world, but that could happen. And it's just, they just have the same friend group. They all live in the same spot. They're the best jobs are X, Y, Z business that have been around for 80 years. And that's it. Like that's their circle. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, when you move to a new place, you're getting new perspectives on ways to live, ways to things to do, etc. It's basically just gaining new perspective from what you're used to seeing and hearing and living every day. Exactly. And I mean, I was lucky that I already had a lot of the seeds planted at a young age because of the fact that we traveled and moved so much growing up because of my dad's work, you know, living in third world countries and six country different countries, you start seeing commonalities, you start seeing differences it gave me already the motivation and the strength to like view different perspectives. I mean, not to sound too elitist, but I remember growing up since in the US and then like, for example, in Mexico or in Ecuador, kids would be saying something. I'm like, you don't know anything, man. Like that's not how the world works. And I'm like a 13 year old kid. And I'm thinking that about some other kid, you know, but that's just crazy because that is what is access to knowledge. And that's why I say like the people who are not always learning, not always improving, it's you are literally playing on a different playing field. Like 
there's so many people that are up here and you're down here and there's nothing wrong with that. But as long as you're willing to put in the work and effort down the road to keep growing, I would think most people want to know how the world really is rather than just living in their own little cocoon or shell. But I think a lot of people just get complacent and they feel comfortable on that plane. So they just stay there. And I mean, I can say that I've felt that in my life. So I'm sure that a lot of other people find that as well. And I know that we've talked about it a lot, but it's nice to hear that being told to me that, you know, there are other things out there. There's other perspectives. There's other uh, jobs. There's, you know, a lot more out there. So gather as much as you can in and see what you want, where you want to be, what you want to do. And don't just keep doing the same thing every single day just because you're comfortable with that. Yeah. And I want to keep repeating this because obviously this is a pretty intense view on yourself and the world it's definitely going to rattle some people <laughs> when they are like well why do you force people to change it? it's not if you are happy like if you wake up satisfied you are you're confident you feel good about where you're at in life and you feel satisfied and proud with what you're doing every day you don't need to it's not something that everyone needs to do but it's something that I highly recommend everyone needs to do because yes, there might be a dark period after you start going down that journey where you realize, oh my God, everything I knew is almost like a lie. <laughs> There's so much more out there. That's pretty hard when, I mean, not to get into like any like old school medieval religious debates or like when certain countries went and conquered and um, imperialized other places, but it's like, whoa we know nothing it's a culture shock it's almost like an identity crisis so again not everyone needs to do this but i find that if you are willing to do it most people do want more in life and you can get more it's just gonna be maybe a one year of struggle and hard work but is that worth it for another 70 years of amazingness i say yes well, I think that's a great lesson that if you want more, you can get more. Just that sentence. If you want more, you can get more. 100%. So I think that everyone just needs to remember that and just figure out what, you know, where you need to go, what you need to do in order to get there. I know that is a little difficult, but again, as you said, there might be a dark period in, or a learning curve, et cetera, in trying to chase after your goal but it is obtainable yeah one of the key things i would say to starting that process is giving yourself permission to change and permission to grow because i did not know that i could change that much i mean i think part of the problem is that you surround yourself again going back to like your friend group and it's kind of like your identity you know you kind of become who you surround yourself with your network is your net worth, right? All those stereotypical sayings. And you almost feel bad leaving them behind. It's weird, but I mean, 
I'm sure many people can relate and I'm sure you can relate, but there comes a point where all of a sudden, like after a year or two, you're still with the same person and they're exactly the same. And you might be still similar. You're still interested in whatever that is. Maybe it's a drinking buddy, but now you're also doing 10 other things other than just drinking every weekend. Right. And you talk to them and it's like, Oh, all I want to talk about is the latest beer or the latest tequila. And that's cool. But let's talk about that for 30 minutes and then let's talk about, you know, what are your thoughts on X, Y, Z, right? Well, I think that relates back to your story earlier about your gaming community. Like, you know, when you first started that, it may have been the shiny new toy that was, oh, that's, I'm so excited for this. This is so much fun. And then you start growing and then they, you start veering away from that or start bringing up other things, et cetera. And then they're like, well, what, what are you now? You're, you were never like this before. So I think that really ties nicely back to that, yeah. that topic. There were people multiple times through my life. I mean, again, sometimes it was those gaming people. Sometimes it was just even people that were in successful positions and jobs and they saw me grow and they're like, well, you're not the same person you were a year ago. And I'm like, they were doubters. They almost were haters. And to those people, I say, you didn't know me. And most people, that's really what it is. They didn't know you could do that. I was learning. I was growing. I mean, I'm half your age. Why are you saying what I can and can't do? That just is one of the things that those people don't listen to them. Do your thing, try it out and see what happens. That's my advice to that. I have accomplished things that so many people have said you could never do it. Oh, you should go for this. You should settle for this. I mean, if I listened to people's advice, I would have never moved to Colorado and got my medical software sales job. So I think it's good to listen to what other people have to say. I, I know that you've said this before, listen to what other people have to say, but formulate your own opinion and your own thoughts because someone's one person's opinion may not suit you properly or may not be the best, best advice. So definitely listen to multiple people, look up other articles like you were saying and formulate your own thought opinion um, plan. Yep. I want to start tying this up to really more of the lesson. There's been so many lessons today. It's been an amazing talk, but I want to talk about it's okay to be unique. It's okay to be different. It's okay not to fit in. And I can say this because I'm the expert at being the weirdo. If you listen to the other shows and the other episodes, you know, growing up and living in so many different places and always being the weird one, the kid that does not belong or the alien, basically. It's like, I would always try to fit in. You know, I would change my thing. Like, how do I want to change how I talk? Do I want to, et cetera, you know, like, and I, again, think back to Colorado and how everyone that moves here wants to be a skier, have a golden retriever, a Subaru and drink craft brews, even if they never drank in their life. There's an okayness to trying to fit in and grow your circle, but at the same time, like, you need to be you. And that was something that always be improving made me realize it like opened my eyes to it is that that's what really confidence is, is loving yourself and loving your uniqueness and your quirks because that's what makes you you that's why i'm so confident because i know that i'm different than everyone else and no one else has the knowledge and the stories and experiences that i had growing up the fact that i can share that and talk about those things 
puts me at a level above so many other people. Yeah, I'm weird as heck compared to so many other people, especially Americans, but that is what makes me amazing. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned from always be improving and learning is that I'm like, whoa, my uniqueness is actually my strength, my quirks, my different looks, my whatever, the way my voice sounds, my laugh, like all these things that make me me are actually the things that I should embrace and celebrate, not try to change. And once you have that perspective, you win. Again, such a valuable lesson, especially for anyone going through a weird phase in their life, but just really for anyone. I mean, think about musicians. A lot of the really um, successful ones are the ones that are unique. I mean, think about Lady Gaga. You know, she's... I have no idea what song you're singing, but we'll go with it. Um, just think about her, all of her crazy looks that she does and just remember that what is unique and different about you can be your strength because other people embrace them. And when you embrace it, that makes it your strength. And I think this is something we need to talk about more in another episode because this has already been an amazing uh, talk and I appreciate you so much for not only embracing it, but the banter, learning that other people struggle with these same ideas and thoughts was really probably the last lesson that I learned from this increasing my knowledge and like always learning and improving. I'm like, wait, what? Other people are also insecure. Other people haven't figured it out. Other people are going through the same stuff. It's not just me. And then like hearing it from other people that are like, you know that you're like so far ahead of everyone else here, like especially at the medical software sales job. When I started hearing people say, you know that you have things more figured out at 28 than a lot of these 40 to 50 year olds. I'm like, what up? And I got 12, 13 <laughs> years to go still or more. Think about it. If I'm already at this point at 28, where am I going to be at 40 to 50? And I'm worried and freaking out. And these guys are going through the same stuff. They're just better at faking and hiding it, especially because, I mean, there's benefits to it, but there was this big push of, you know, fake it till you make it. So all these people are like secretly struggling, but they don't show it or tell you. Once you find out that they do, you're like, whoa, even people in powerful, successful, appear successful positions, they're going through that stuff. You're like, wait, it's okay for me to do that too. And that's really the thing. This is a journey. It's a long adventure. As long as you start changing daily habits, you keep working on yourself, you always strive for more, and you start slowly identifying the things that you can improve and work on, that's the game changer. Well, like you said, it is a long adventure because if you are always improving, then it's literally a lifetime. Yeah. So yes, it is a long adventure. And the the startup may be the hardest part, but just remember that it's it's going to pay off if you're doing it properly and doing it right and doing it your way. Well, before we go, Stephanie, what are your thoughts? Like if you applied it almost like to yourself in a very high level, few sentences or however long you want to be like, how do you feel like you could apply this? Because again, like, Everyone is different. My journey is very different than other people. 
I mean, just for example, uh, with my my last job, I had a huge learning curve. I mean, just like you and your medical software sales job, I had never worked in the industry before, and it's it's a big learning curve, and I just had to stick in there and remember. I mean, I was there for a very long time. I was there for almost 10 years. And there's just a lot that I personally wanted to, I wanted to grow in that position. And I didn't always feel that way when I first started. Like once I kind of got the hang of things, um, I was like, okay, I'm good. But then I always felt like I wanted to continually do more, but it was never like this big push. It was just little steps to learn more and improve, et cetera. But then towards the end uh, of working there, I really wanted, I really wanted more. And unfortunately my job couldn't get me that. So that's ultimately why I ended up leaving. But I, I realized, and thanks to you, you helped me realize that I could do more and I could be more, but unfortunately my job couldn't give me that. So that's why I, again, ended up leaving, but I did want, I wanted to strive for more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to uh, have more of an impact. Well, I'll say that you've accomplished all of that and there's still more to come for both of us. But uh, my takeaway from that is it has to come from you. You wanted it. You had the work ethic. By the way, does she have the work ethic and the motivation and you wanted to change your circumstances and you did. And I think that's the key takeaway that it has to come from you. Other people can give advice, the recommendations, but if you don't want it yourself, it's never going to happen. Yep, I agree. And I think that deep down, I always really wanted more, which is why I, throughout my years there, I was continually adding more duties to my job and learning how to do different things because I did want more, but I just didn't realize that I wanted so much more than what I was able to get out of that position. That's so impressive. I'm super proud of you. That's, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to want more, to do more, especially when for me, it was easy with sales because you got a commission, but when you're like on hourly or say, or salary, it's hard to push yourself and self-motivate because I, I had always an extre uh, external thing that helped me. So the fact that you were able to do that solo, kudos. Thank you. Well, I think this has been a bit longer, but has been very productive. And it's something that goes to show you, this is really the foundation of everything that Challenger Becoming Exceptional is. Like hashtag ABI, always be improving. Like every topic that we discuss previously and in the future always comes back down to this. Not only do you want to do this, but you have to start on this journey because you want it. And if you keep thinking about it and you keep learning, you're that sponge and you pay attention to these things, it's going to start slowly happening. Look back every year, every few months, like do a check in, like what's your progress and realize that whatever it is, that's okay. Even if you're 1% better than you were yesterday, and better is subjective, it's better for you. Do you think you're better? That's all that matters. Don't listen to anyone else in that regard. If you feel you're better than you were yesterday, you won. That's my take on this. What do you yeah, there were so many lessons in this episode. And I mean, 
I'm going to be listening back to this episode and I'm going to be like, oh, there's a lesson, there's a lesson, there's a lesson. So really, there really was so much value in this episode and it really is what the Chaminger brand is about. Um, again, that ABI, ABL, if you want to <laughs> yes. always be learning. Um, but really, there just was so much. And I appreciate all of your stories and all of your little gold nuggets that you love to give us. Um, it's really so, so valuable. You make it easy. <laughs> well, I just want to remind everyone to hashtag ABI and hashtag be a sponge. We mentioned <laughs> that earlier, and I think maybe we mentioned it in another episode, but it's really, they're, they're great reminders for yourself. And if you do go on some, any type of journey, I do, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, it is really valuable when you start documenting that journey because then you can look back on it later and remember oh this is where i started because as you mentioned it's really hard to see the change from day to day but once you go back and look at the beginning then you can see where you were at the beginning and where you are now so if you if that is something that you like to see i highly recommend documenting it in some way you know, have like a daily journal or a weekly journal or whatever your journey is. It's, it is definitely encouraging and valuable to document that throughout the way. Well, with that, I love that. That's the perfect summary, Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. So let us know what journey or what project you are working on for self-improvement or always be improving. And if you're not, have you thought about starting? And just remember to uh, let us know what you think about this episode and follow the Challenger brand. There's a lot more coming and we're coming in hot. See you next time on My Three Cents.